right, what's up, y'all? This is Talk Nation, episode nine. And this episode is brought to you by Pure Breed Performance. Pure Breed Performance has top quality workout supplements that will get you looking lean and mean. You know, summer's right around the corner, fellas and the ladies. Why wouldn't you want to put clean cut shit in your body? Keep your body looking healthy, guys. Pure Breed also has fresh ass apparel, keeping you looking good in and out of the gym. So if you want to check it out, give my boy a follow. His IG is Louis underscore Pure Breed. Hit him up in the DM. Tell him Joey sent you to get a discount. And today's episode, I'm interviewing Marcus Ty Meredith. This is my man since day one. You know, we met at Palomar. Um, he's he's fucking, this is the most wavy dude I've ever met in my life. Most athletic dude, the nastiest rapper you'll ever see, and just a good-ass person in general. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Fernie, hit the motherfucker music, my guy. Marcus, my man. What's happening? What's good with you, bro? Man, you know what I'm saying? Shout out San Diego real quick. Shout out, we out here. Average 80-some degrees in this motherfucker. You know what it is, man. <laughs> What's going on, J-O-E? Not much, man. I just want to thank you, first and foremost, because if it wasn't for you, this podcast, it would not be. And I want to tell you that straight up, right to your eyes right now. If it wasn't for you, bro, I wouldn't be who I am today. Hey. You, dude, you, you made a big impression in my life, and uh, I think you already know that, but just I want to put it on wax. Hey, man, thank you, sir. Yep. And uh, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have gotten my first job. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> thank you, bro. For yep. real. Real shit. And uh, everybody, Joey has been doing his push-ups or something because he could carry around that big-ass watch on his wrist right now. So shout out my boy, J-O-E. <laughs> Yo, this this is my first watch that has just oh. been very, very clean. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I feel it. It's a big, a big face watch. Watches are weird, bro. That shit looks heavy. What well, it is, bro? I lean <laughs> to the left a little bit when I have yeah, it. I've seen it, bro. I've seen it. I don't. I like. I like this watch, but I think there's some fucking weird ass watches that are just like Rolexes, bro. Rolexes don't even keep time like they're supposed to. Hey, bro. Fuck a Rolex. Shout out to Fitbit. Right now, I am at four thousand three hundred eighteen steps. My heart rate is at eighty three beats per minute. Oh, you got the Fitbit? Oh, yeah. You think boy. you're healthy? Shout out to Fitbit. Yep. You think you're healthy? Yep. <laughs> oh, my. I bet you a vegan, too, huh? Nope. And you're a feminist. <laughs> uh, don't say that. <laughs> All the females mad at me. <laughs> bro, nah, watch, watch can make the outfit. Yeah, my, yeah, straight up, bro. I don't leave the house without this watch. No? Gotta leave it. Because the time is now. <laughs> hey, ain't no better time than now. You know what straight I'm saying? Up. So I'm gonna be having you on this on this podcast for a long time to come. Mm-hmm. You were one of my best friends, man. Oh yeah, uh, still still is. Oh yeah. yeah, even though you know we don't see each other all the time, mm-hmm. it's it's always love. Just tell the people a little bit about yourself and you know where you come from because they're gonna be hearing from you a good mm-hmm. amount. So just let them know who you are, where you're from, and yeah. all that. I like how you said that they're gonna be hearing from me a lot because I believe that shit too. Um, my name is Marcus Ty Meredith. I go by Marcus Ty with the music thing. Um, I think I started writing when I was in like fifth grade poetry, strictly poetry. I was actually in the fifth grade talent show. I did a rap. <clears throat> My bad. And uh, it was funny because at the time, <laughs> the whole the whole talent show thing was like based off of weeds and flowers. And I was a flower. 
and I was like rapping against these weeds. Yeah, it's funny, bro. And like, I don't know. Twelve years later, here I am. I'm a weed because you are what you smoke. <laughs> but you stopped smoking for a little. I bit. I stopped smoking. Yeah, I stopped smoking. Came back in November, right around November after my two year mark. But two anyway, years of not smoking. Two years, bro. I didn't even realize it was that long. Two years. Why did Why did you stop smoking in the first place? Man, I had an episode. Call it pussy, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I had an episode. I was smoking a blunt with my cousin Ob. Shout out to Ob. And um, my heart just started going trip, bro. And uh, I pulled over on the side of the road, hopped out, and I started praying. Mm-hmm. I, was, I thought I was gonna die. It must have been anxiety. That's what the doctors want to call it. Um, Shit, they'll diagnose you with anything. They'll diagnose you with Sell anything you to get you some type of pill. Yeah. Um, so from that day, I was like, all right, I'm gonna take a week off. A week later, I tried to smoke some weed again with my nigga P3, and uh, same shit happened. Happened again? So I was like, you know what? I'm done. And uh, I went two years strong without it. Started smoking again in November 2017, and here I am again. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, I just tried it again, man. Just uh, I was doing CBD. I don't know if you've heard of, heard of CBD. Well, I think CBD, the only difference is the CBD isn't psychoactive, right? Yes, the so, THC levels aren't yeah. as high as, as, yeah. as what marijuana is. So. Gotcha. Yep, so that's what I've been on, and then uh, still to that, this day you're just smoking the CBD. No, I'm on CBD and I'm on THC. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, after that, I mean, I got the CBD in my system, <clears throat> and then started smoking weed. Hit the wax pen, then I was like, "Fuck it, let me hit a bowl, hit a bowl, hit a blunt, hit a joint, hit a bong." <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it's. I think it's good for you. I yeah. think the smoking weed is good for you. It's good for your mental, and. I t- I told you before the podcast started it, and I've they're gonna get sick of hearing this, but like, I don't smoke as much as I used to, mm-hmm. and I, I haven't smoked in a while now. But it's just I don't, you know, it's just something that I don't feel like I need to do to hey, really be be myself, Straight you know. Up, yeah. But in saying that, it's it's not like I won't take a hit here and there, because mm-hmm. I think what it does for me, or what I want it to be for me, and what it is. Is it makes me real? It's it's a moment of realization, and that's what I want to keep it too. It's just that moment of realizing, okay, this is where I'm at. This is where I need to be, and then just get my shit all figured out. Because that's what I've realized is like, I w- I would always have those moments where just say you're in a fight with a, your girl or something. Mm. Use that as an example, and us as men can get a little bit more angry than we should, you know. And then I would go home smoke a joint mm-hmm. and then be like damn i didn't even need to be all that mad you know it's funny bro that you say that because <clears throat> like with weed for men is like a girl's best friend you know what I'm saying? oh yeah like, they gotta oh, yeah. go to their homegirl to talk about the whole situation we don't need to really talk about the we don't got to talk about that with the bros we can go to the pad smoke a bowl be straight and yeah we're straight <clears throat> and i don't want anybody to think for all the listeners out there i'm not like a Wiz khalifa smoker I'm more like a J. Cole smoker, like, does that nigga smoke? <laughs> you know? So yeah. I didn't want to be like promoting weed like that. But and your it music does, it does help me yeah. get through some some tough times. So Oh, for sure. And that's what that's what I, really what I want to keep it to is mm-hmm. just, you know, that moment of realization and just even if I like if I can't go to bed sometimes, then that's when I want it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, if I'm just going to the beach or doing some stupid shit, usually I, uh, like a year ago I would have been doing it. Even five months ago I would have been doing it. Nah, fuck that. Mm. That's cool. Man, and when I stopped smoking for the first time, I was losing weight because I didn't know how to eat not high, if that makes any sense. All the smokers know what that's like. Oh, yeah, you get the munchies. Yeah, like 
when you smoke, it's like, I, I'm going to eat. Or before you're about to eat, you're like, I got to smoke. Mm-hmm. So using that as a clutch, I'm not using that as a clutch no more. I wasn't using that as a clutch when you stopped smoking. So Yeah. And you said you don't want to promote it. Yeah. And like you're saying in your music. Because right. I really, I mean, besides the song, Can I Get You High, mm-hmm. you don't really promote smoking. Right. You're just talking about real shit. I'm promoting like getting deeper into your mind, diving deeper into your mind yeah. and not using a substance to get there. Because uh-huh. you don't need a substance to get to your mind. I mean, it's like if you got a if you got a, a brick wall in your mind, then bro, you tripping. <laughs> yeah, straight up. And it's what the crazy thing about your music is, uh, and I've told you this before, mm-hmm. but just for all those all the people out there listening, when I when I was when me and Marcus were hanging, when me and you were hanging out with uh, all the time, you know, working together, I was going through some tough times in my life, and you know, you heard about everything. You heard about all of it, oh. as you you know, you were there to help me through it, and even you know, going home. That's at that point in my life. That's when I was like smoking every night. So I would go home, smoke, and I'd you know ch- be chilling in the car, listening to your music, and that is what that was the meditation that like I that was for me. And that's a weird thing to that's a weird thing to have is like a like one of your best friends speaking to you when they're not there. It's a weird, it's a weird, cool thing, you know. How, and like that, it's not just me, you yeah. know. Thousands of people listen to your music. What, what, what is that like? Like, what's that kind of feeling? I guess bro? I never I, really put that into perspective, like with the bros listening to my music. Yeah. Without me being there, um, man. Like, uh, for example, Kick Rocks, bro. Yeah. At one point, I was listening to that song probably five, six times a night, mm-hmm. just on repeat, really. And that's when you emailed that shit to me. So that, that wasn't even out on SoundCloud, nothing. Right. That was just through email. Mm-hmm. Like, because that song is so deep, you know? Right. And even the instrumental to that. Like, if y'all, if y'all have never heard it, you should go check it out. It's on Marcus, Marcus's SoundCloud. Uh, the SoundCloud is Marcus Dash Ty. Just Marcus Ty. Marcus Ty. M A R K U S. K is for King. <laughs> T Y. Yeah. And like that song, bro, it's really emotional. Yeah. Um, man, that song right there, <clears throat> Kick Rocks. Um, Reaching back into my memory bank, I could think of a million ways why I why I wrote that song. And uh, a big part of the first verse was kind of being like, like I want to break break some uh, generational curses. You know what I'm saying? Like we all carry these generational curses from our parents, oh, our parents' of course, parents. Of course, yeah. So I was talking about like I look like my pops, but not only do I look like him, I act like him too. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I noticed about my pops is that even in, in, in my whole generation, everything like sometimes we don't think twice so a lot of kick rocks was like when someone tells you to kick rocks they're telling you hey bro get away get away kick rocks type yeah. of shit. you know what i'm saying get out of my face and while you're away and you're kicking rocks quote unquote you're by yourself thinking about a lot of this shit so while i was thinking about a lot of this shit i was like man I, sometimes i don't act twice you know what i'm saying so the song isn't made for anybody but myself that's usually how my music goes like if i'm talking shit it's me talking shit to myself. Yeah. So in Kick Rocks, I was really trying to find the inner me. Uh, to the inner me to keep it G. You know what I'm saying? Like I really wanted to self self reflect so I can self respect. Yeah. Um, you can't earn respect if you don't have self respect. So with Kick Rocks, that's like a big. That's that's crazy because, you know, like you're saying, 
you're checking you're pretty much checking yourself when you go into the booth and you do that kind of that kind of music mm-hmm. that's your form of meditation that's your form of you know self reflection and who am i mm-hmm. what do i want to be mm-hmm. that's awesome that you can con- that you have the ability to convey that in such a general and this is this is what makes a good uh, a great artist is they can put their situation and make it generalized so that anybody can listen to it and th- and put it into sp- perspective of their situation. Mm-hmm. And like when you look in the mirror and you see that there's something wrong, something wrong means that there's a problem and problems are are put here to be fixed. So you got to fix that problem within yourself, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of my music is is really like <clears throat> I mean, with this next album coming out, whatever it's going to be called, <laughs> not sure yet not sure yet it's probably gonna be called um you got it but with this next album i'm talking about looking in the mirror a lot because that's what people tend to do like i work at a school i tell my students every day hey look yourself in the mirror and see if you got a problem if you got a problem problems are made to be fixed fix yeah. that problem so you can look yourself and see yourself and uh that's a lot of every day like practice what you preach that's what i'm trying to do so i'm practicing what i preach looking in the mirror like Bro, who the fuck are you? Sometimes I'm like, who the fuck are you? And then yeah. sometimes like I know exactly who you are. But as of right now in this stage of life, I'm trying to figure out like where I'm gonna go. I have two options right now of where I can go. I can go the career way and be like, you know, behind the scenes, or I can go this music way and be like behind the scenes and in the scenes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's really it's really me self self reflecting. Yeah. Yeah. You're right in the middle too. Like you mm. you're doing your you're doing your thing at Heartland, mm-hmm. and you're also still making music. Youth and, Build. Yeah, the Heartland Youth Build. Shout out. And yeah. exactly what you were just saying, bro, I think I think you, you, like, I've never seen you teach. I've never, you know, but I can tell just by knowing you and who you are and what kind of person you are mm-hmm. that you're a very good teacher and that you have the potential to be an f- awesome teacher mm-hmm. just because you're real. Yeah. So you can tell these kids real things. And I think that's one of the big things missing – in public schools today and just schools in general is like the teachers aren't real. You don't, you don't have many teachers that you can, that you look up to and you know, that you want to have a conversation with. Most of them are shitheads that don't give a fuck about you. And that's why you're a shithead in their class because you don't give a fuck. Like Sam, Sam Browning is in the room right now. Miss Marin, she was awful. Like there, we had a, we had a history teacher that didn't give a fuck, and she was just an awful teacher in the first place, and it's like, we were horrible in her class. There were times we had two and a half hour periods, it took the whole two and a half hours just to take roll. Mm. No, no lie. No <laughs> lie. She's tripping. Yeah, and it's when you have a teacher, just say like you, that's why I think there, need, there needs to be a different setup for, for, to become a teacher. Mm. You know? Because mm-hmm. when kids have a, have a, a role model, that they can look up to, and that's real with them. That's what that's what really matters. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I, like I think I would become a t- uh, I would be a good teacher also because I would want to be like that with the kids. I would mm-hmm. want to you know get real with the kids and yeah. But it's it's kind of it's a hard road to get to there. Hey. And a lot of the realest people don't make it that far. For real, and a lot of it is perspective. Now that I'm working at a school, <clears throat> perspective is a big part of it because. I could sit here and tell you what's right from wrong until my face turns blue. 
Yeah. But if I don't know what it's like to be in your shoes, then that shit doesn't mean nothing. And, uh, man, perspective, for real. If, if you can't put yourself in, in another person's shoes, don't tell them, don't tell them shit. Don't yeah. tell them nothing. And I think, I think the perspective, people, people can see it. Even like in your music, people, people know you're real because you've lived through the shit you're talking mm-hmm. about. Like there's fake rappers that, and people can sniff that out real mm-hmm. easy, you know? And I just think like Tupac, I'm, I've been watching, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Death Row Chronicles. Mm-hmm. There's, it's a, it's like a series of six one hour shows about just every step of Death Row and how it came about. Where's that at? It's on B, it, it was on BET and I recorded all of them. Sure. But I, I've watched like four of them. How long ago? This was like a week ago. Oh, that means it's on YouTube. So it's probably on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, check it out, bro. And it goes through every step of it. Like it goes through the beginning when it was just Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. and Dr. Dre signed to Death Row, and then when Snoop Dogg came in, and then when Pac. Tupac came in, yeah. and then when Tupac died, and then what happens after, after that. that? Yeah. And it shows when Dre leaves. It, after man. And I've learned more about Tupac from this than I did from the Tupac movie, the movie. straight up. And by the way, I have a dope ass, a dope ass voicemail from my nigga Joey after he watched the Tupac movie. I just wanted to shout this out real quick. Do you? He hit me up and he said, bro, this Tupac movie is so inspiring. And he said, that's you. You could do this I remember shit. that. I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. On an upcoming album. Y'all don't know about it yet, but it's going to be out. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Well no, it was it was a super inspiring movie and like that's I wasn't saying it wasn't inspirational. Right, but it you're was, saying that but I just learned BET I learned episode, more yeah. from this BET thing right. than that. And uh how many episodes? Was I going? It, was, it was like six. It was six, six, solid it was six hours, one hour you know? yeah. episodes. Um two hours. Oh, movie. but anyways, I was I was getting at this uh Tupac man. Mm-hmm. The way the way his music changed over time from, from album one until his last album, dude, you can totally see the transformation. Mm-hmm. And there was uh album, you know, the first the first albums was him be him being like a, a political figure, you know, mm-hmm. him Brenda's got a baby kind of shit. <sighs> Dear mama, keep your head up. That's mm-hmm. a totally different Tupac than that you than, than what people remember. Than then can then all eyes on me. Mm-hmm. That album then that was that was gangster yeah, rap. Yeah, yeah. That he was a totally different person, and you can see it in his music. And it was, and I think that's why Tupac is so is is up there as the greatest rapper. And he's universal, bro. Like you could think of any song from Tupac, and you can put yourself in those shoes. Not literally, not not put yourself in those shoes, but like you could sit there and listen to what he's got to say, and watch him paint this picture to where you think that this song is for you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He uh-huh. had that effect on people, and he and he also had the effect of, damn, Tupac could be the next president type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, really, he was moving the crowd. He was not only moving the crowd; he was moving the people, and the people are everywhere. The people know what's going on. It's the way he. It's the way he put himself out there, and the way mm-hmm. he talked, dude. He could, he could be a salesman, bro. You know, like that's really what he was. Like, if he were to try to sell me a car. Shit, I'm walking out of that lot with a brand new car because he's <laughs> in your up. face, and like that's why when people argue him versus Biggie, uh-huh. it, I think I think it's clear. I think it's clear that it's Tupac. Yeah, 
Biggie yeah. was telling Biggie was telling and this is my opinion, he's just telling stories, which yeah. I love, bro. I love Biggie. But I didn't think you I didn't I didn't always believe it. Mm. Tupac told stories that I believed. That was like because first he really, person. Because he, yeah, exactly. And not only he was telling stories first person through his through his views, and he was telling stories first person through other people's views. And that's kind of like what J. Cole did with the All Eyes on Me. I mean, um, what's it called? 2014. Uh, or, uh, the one after that. Force Hills Drive? No, nah, the one after that. For Your Eyes Only. For Your Eyes Only, yeah. And that's what Pac was doing a lot of the times that we didn't even know, you know? So he has that effect to to put you there, to get you there. A lot of people think that they know the ghetto until until they're there, and then they know it. But Pac was Pac was there to let us know what the ghetto was like before we even got there. Yeah, and uh, that's fucking it's crazy, crazy, right? <laughs> crazy. As you listen to it, and you like you you right there. There was you, a, you listen to California Love, bro, and that takes you in, straight to Cali. in that notorious movie. Biggie Small yeah. said, "If you ask ten different people who Tupac was, you're gonna get ten different answers." <sighs> you know what I'm saying? So like, hey man. <sighs> Hey man, that's so real. Come on, somebody. That's so fucking real. You got you got righteous tatted on your righteous uh, tatted on your belly. I got righteous tatted on my stomach. Uh, Matthew five six. Blessed are those who seek and thirst righteousness, for they shall be filled. Did you Matthew five six? Did you get that because of Pac? Like that saying that because it's it's literally you know uh, how Pac has a thug life. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same placement right there. I always. When I was younger, man, funny story. When I was younger, I used to draw on my shirts. My dad would have these shirts, and he would give them to me. And I would. My dad has a lot of tattoos, and I would draw the tattoos that I wanted on the shirt. And at the time, Pac was my biggest influence. Like, who didn't want to be Tupac as a kid? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, of course. So I would draw something across the stomach. I don't even know what it would be. It might have been Thug Life. Keep it G. But when I got older... I was like, man, I was watching interviews, why, why Pac got thug life. And uh, he was saying, after he got out of jail, he was like, everybody thinks that Tupac is thug life. And he was saying, like, everybody sees me as thug life. I can't get away from that now. So I was like, okay. When I turned 18, maybe 19, my boy was doing tattoos. Jerron, he's from Atlanta. Shout out Atlanta. Whoop. <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> And uh, I woke up one morning, and I was like, man, I really want a stomach tattoo. So on these shirts, when I was a kid, my bad, I'm pleonastic. I'm going back no, to another sure. story. I would write all the tattoos that I wanted, and there would always be something across the stomach. So when I turned 18, 19, whatever, uh, one day I woke up like, man, and I'm in the Bible a lot. Uh, if, I'm not on, if I'm not in the real, in the real pages, I'm on my phone. Uh, I came across Matthew 5, 6. It's been brought to my attention a few times to just... Seek and thirst righteousness. So uh, I woke up one morning like, I'm going to get a tattoo today. Hit my boy Jerron up. He's like, what do you want? And I was like, bro, I want righteous on my stomach. <laughs> that shit hurt. I bet, dog. At the end of the day, Ooh. I didn't want to be like, put something on my stomach that is going to portray a thug, yeah. uh, a gangbanger, uh -huh. something that I'm, I don't want to be known for when I'm older, so... I put righteous on my stomach because this is something that I want to be, not because I believe that I am or believe that I can be, but it's mm -hmm. something that I strive to be. You know, perfect practice makes perfect. 
not practice, but perfect practice. So to this day, still, I'm struggling with being being righteous. I mean, it's it is what it is. It's a hard thing to be. It is really being righteous is like being perfect, and you can't. And I'm not Jesus. Nobody can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I. But you can always strive to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's I think that's the. I think that's the move right there. Mm-hmm. You always have to strive to be the best person. And I like I don't know for you too, you know, it's hard to always be that person. Mm-hmm. But it is, bro. But I think I think there's like if you could if you could just really tap into your brain and think about your think about your life. Mm-hmm. It like it'll just it'll make it better for everybody, you know? If you just strive to be that person, that doesn't mean you always have to fucking be this. Just, right. Because then you're fake. If you're fake. just always, man. If you like, and when I'm at work, I'm always this righteous person. That, <laughs> yeah. At, you know, because I'm because I'm at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I'm always this fake ass person. So you have to. I can't trust anybody who isn't a shithead. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not believable. Yeah. It's not. And uh, that's funny that you bring up work because uh, I work for Youth Build Charter School. We are a school. I'm a teacher. Study study hall teacher. That's not really a teacher, but fuck you if you don't think it is. Bro, it's a teacher. Fuck all that. <laughs> and fuck then I that. have a leader a leadership development class. And uh that's third and fourth period. But I have to put on this I have to be righteous Marcus during yeah. those times. You know what I'm saying? And there's times where students will tell me something and I'll I'll wanna go back to being, you know, two thousand thirteen Marcus where mm-hmm. I'm turned up. You ain't gonna fuck that. Catch his face, you know? Yeah. But I have to now that I got this stomach tattooed on me. I mean, this stomach tat on my on my stomach. Um, the stomach tattooed on me. Yeah, I got a stomach tattooed on me. But uh, nah, like that really it really brings back like okay, you got to be righteous for these students, not for you. You got to be righteous for these students. Tell these kids what they need to do to be right. Cause I'm with a lot of a lot of students that they're on their last chance. Our school is a last chance school. So explain so ex- real like, quick. Explain. Sorry to interrupt. Oh yeah, go ahead. But real quick, explain to them like what the Heartland Youth Build Heartland is. Youth Build Charter School and who it's for. Ages sixteen through twenty four, students that are fresh out of the pen, um, about to be in the pen on probation, just kicked out of the last school that they can go to. I'm dealing with the kids that were like me. You know what I'm saying? I was seventeen, got expelled, and I was like, "Fuck school." And a lot of these kids are just like that. So it's perfect for when I have something to say, when I let them know what my story is, I tell them what it is and um, let them know that, bro, you need your high school diploma. And these are students that are ages 16 through 24 that need their high school diploma. That's all they want. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get them in there. We get them to graduate. If not, then they, they fall off. And that sucks. But yeah. that's the reality of it. And uh, I pick them up off the streets, get them in my classroom. Leadership development is like a mentoring program. Uh, I have kids in there that are my age, you know, that I'm telling like, "Hey, bro, this shit's not good." I got a best friend. I got a best friend from from middle school through high school. That's my student now. Damn, no way. You know what I'm saying? And he's older than me. Uh huh. I'm 23, by the way. So. <laughs> Shout no. that out real quick. <laughs> Shout that out real quick. 23 year old teacher. Little baddies out there. But nah, man. It's crazy because people ask me questions that I've never been asked before, and for some reason I have an answer to all of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure they're all life questions because that's what everyone is, you know, going through mm-hmm. at, the, at that at that moment. And do you find it like 
kids that go through that or go through your uh, Heartland, do you find that they're more motivated because they're because you know they want to get their education, or do you think mm. they come in with an attitude like "fuck you guys"? Or... You know, it's very scattered. Some people come in there like at, around my age, like this is the last straw. Like I got to do this shit. I and gotta they're super motivated. Shit. And then we got the sixteen-year-olds, you know, the freshies, the fish. Are are they sent there, or do they? Some of them are themselves? sent through the and probation. those are the ones that usually or have that dickheads. attitude. Yeah, dickheads. <laughs> but they come in thinking they run shit and they get humbled really quick. Um we had you? An, yes, sir. We had an <laughs> anonymous we had an anonymous paper signed out by all the students. We have like fifty three students. Uh it got signed out and, and they were supposed to let us know what they think every single job does on the campus. And like when it got to Marcus, I got to read mine all. <clears throat> a majority of it was like Marcus is a big brother. Marcus is a teacher. He's an outreach coordinator, but he's like a big brother. So it goes back to your question a second ago about being righteous. And uh, there's times, like, we have students out there that are, we have a lot of bloods at our school. And mm-hmm. they, be riding, they be riding on the weekends, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when I seen that I'm, like, the big brother of these kids, I started thinking, like, what if my little brothers were out there riding, you know what I'm saying? Um, that makes me want to ride. But I can't. I got to be this professional, no, that's not right. That's not right. When I come from the same background as them, like, but let's ride. Let's go catch these niggas fade. You know what I'm saying? But I can't. So it's really good for me and it's really good for them because it, it makes me think twice about what I'm saying and it makes me think twice about what I'm telling. So if I tell, if I tell a student, bro, you don't got to fight this kid. You really don't. It's not going to matter. My bad. It's not going to matter in two years. It's not going to matter in a year. It's not going to matter in five months. You don't need to fight him today. It it might be the same shit where if someone's talking shit to me on the street, I'm like, bro, what's up? What's good? And then it makes me think twice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not gonna matter. So it's funny. That's crazy. It's funny that I make music because yeah. I've been talking to myself for the youth. Uh-huh. And it's funny that I work for a school because I'll be talking to these kids for the youth. Yeah. And it really comes back to me. So in the end, God is just throwing these things at me, bro. He's throwing tests at me. That, that's it's crazy. That's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Because you're telling these kids one thing, and it's like when it when it happens to you yourself while you're out, it's like you you gotta you you have to really think inside yourself and be like, damn. It comes back to being fake. Like if yeah, I do this, exactly. I'm fake in the weekdays. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very hypocritical. Yes, exactly. So I yeah, dude. I'm a big contradictor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be an oxymoron all my life. Yeah. So it really this job is humbling me to be a better person in real life. To where I could speak my mind on, on, on tracks. I never been I never thought I was a big brother until I was with one of my best friends, like little brothers type shit. You know what I'm saying? Shout yeah. out to Joshua. He's in here right now, but for real though, like I'm not around my little brothers as much as I'm around one of my best friends' little brothers, and I feel like, okay, what I say he's gonna listen to because I remember being the younger brother listening to my older brother. Like everything that he says is gonna come back into my life, and I'm gonna remember that shit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I'm giving out this advice, they're listening. It's not like they're not listening. So if if someone says that they're that they see me as a big brother. And I got to take that big brother role, and I got to lead by example. If I'm not leading by example, I'm a buster. I'm fake. Yep. Straight up. That's 100 right there, bro. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yes, sir. And I think, I think like, you doing this, and because I think about this a lot, a lot. I want to, at this point in my life, 
I want to do I want to do the most things that I can to be the best dad that I can. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want to be able to know everything. Yeah. Like if my kid comes to me with a question, I want to know about that. I want to at least yeah. have some kind of answer to what he he's asking me or coming to me coming with me at. And you you're just getting practice at that. You know, <sighs> all these kids they're like your little kids, bro. Yeah. And so when you become a dad, it's like I got this. Mm-hmm. This is all it is is practice, Man. and that's super dope. Do you see that? Do you see all this stuff? kind of reflecting like like when I was talking about Tupac and him what he was what he was going through and it changing his music from him going to like a political figure to him being you know this gangster mm-hmm. do you see your music changing from you know you being a kid with no real no real no real like way in life to you be being this figure to yeah. these kids do you see it in your music yes bro it's like very molding it's very mo- it's, it's molding a man out of me. And uh, I remember being younger, like, I'm the man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was that fucking kid in my class. Uh-huh. I was that kid cracking jokes after every... If it wasn't funny, I was still cracking the joke. You know what I'm saying? Of course, bro. I know you better. <laughs> I know you so well. I, I already know. <laughs> that was me, bro. And, like, now that I see that little motherfucker, bro, I'm like, hey, bro, get on your shit. And I don't say it like that. I, I try not to cuss in front of my students, so... <clears throat> But like I said, this is a double life. You know, like, when I'm away from them, I'm me again. Yeah. And this is me right here on the on the mic. When I'm with them, I'm like, answering the phone like, hello, this is Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mr. Marcus? Yep. This is Mr. Marcus. How can I help you? Heartland Youth Build. That's so funny. <laughs> I, love see, I love seeing the pictures on your, on your Instagram and all that stuff. You got, oh, the, you yeah. got these kids working, man. Hey. <laughs> shout out shout out to my little my little buddies. I'm gonna show them this podcast when it drops. They know who they are. That's so funny, man. So you got you keep it you keeping the music West Coast at all? Man, you know what? With this next EP, you got it? Uh-huh. A lot of it is it has that West Coast feel to it. Um I have a song on there. Cause we grew up, me and you, mm-hmm. we grew up off that. Gangster West Coast shit. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. Snoop, Dre, Corrupt, Daz, Dog Pound, all that. Pac. Um, we grew up off that real West Coast. Shout out to Mitchie Slick, San Diego. Um You say you say that in like a a weird a weird little tone. Well, Mitchie? Yeah, you say shout out Mitchie Slick. Like yeah. just a little bit, not too much. Hey, man, because I feel like the I feel like Mitchie Slick, he's nice for San Diego, and uh, there's a difference between being like, it's like the difference between being hood rich and being rich. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my nigga's hood rich. Yeah. He is the hood. He's the San Diego. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we can go universal. I believe that we can go universal. And on the on the real, I believe that the only way we can go universal, and this might sound cocky. It might sound arrogant, but I think that the way that San Diego can blow up is through me, bro. Universally, of course. And I've always, I've always thought that too. You know what I'm saying? What, what, what do you think it is though? That because, dude, I've been waiting for you know mm-hmm. that moment for you to just blow. And I've straight up listened. Like the first song on your SoundCloud is most dope, and that's the first song I ever heard. And I'm like, dude, 
what the fuck? <laughs> Why did this song not blow up? Hey man, and like. I'm just what what is it? Why why has nothing why hasn't it blown up like it should? I'm gonna cut that off real quick and I'm gonna answer in a second. Okay. But if it's not me, it's gonna be my cousin, the boy TC. It's gonna be my boy 10J. Um shout out to Loose Lyric and Day the Artist. But man, uh Tim, that's Tinge, he be telling me like, bro, every song you put out is a single. Every song that you got, because I be showing him exclusives, you know? Like, yeah. I be showing you exclu- exclusives. Like, everyone's a banger. You know what I'm saying? That's his thing. That's what he tells me. Everyone's a banger. But uh, I think that it really is me sleeping on myself. Like, I haven't put out music videos. Everybody that knows my music has been like, bro, when are you going to drop a music video? You know, that's when niggas is hot right now. You got to do that. You got to have a music video. And uh, I'm slacking. I'm slacking. I'll point the I'll point the finger at my, myself. I'm not gonna point my finger at nobody else. I've been slacking, bro. Honestly, like if I would have made a most dope video, I would have got some buzz, more buzz than I have now. If I would have made what was the second song after that? Classic music. If I would have made a music, yeah, classic music. Because videos are sure. popping, bro, and I have not taken the time out of my days to do that, and that is something that I need to do personally. One of those self-reflecting things. I look in the mirror every day. Like, bro, what are you going to do to better yourself today? I'm going to New Orleans this this month, and I'm going to better myself information, uh, physically. Hopefully my leg gets healed. I fuck my sciatic nerve up. If any of y'all you know how work to do in that. basketball or something? Hell nah. Boy, I'm cold on the court. Boy, I'm Frosty the Snowman on the court. I'll play you right now. <laughs> bet, you, bet you don't beat me. I bet he would. <laughs> I bet he would. <laughs> Damn, nah, you going bro. to New Orleans, bro? That's New crazy. Orleans, yes, sir. Mardi Gras? When Mardi is Mardi Gras? Gras? When is I don't it? even know, bro. But I'm saying, when, when's Mardi Gras? March 26. When is Mardi Gras? Because, dude, I would love to go to Mardi Gras. That shit would be so tight. Oh man, I'd be throwing. I'd be throwing those. Uh, February 13th. Oh, it already passed. How long? How long is it? No, it's February 13th. Just that day? It's got to be a weekend or something. Yeah, it's a it's a week. I would love to go to that. Imagine that. Okay, when you make it, bro. <laughs> we gone, that, bro. We there. February 12th. We gone. <laughs> we out this bitch. 11th, because I want to see the sky fall. You know what I'm saying? We throw we throwing those necklaces out, <laughs> seeing titties. Titties. I don't care if, I, like Martin said, I don't care if you got raisin titties. Show those motherfuckers. Shout out to my girl. Oh, you got a girl now? Yo, you wildin', son. Oh. You know who you are. Hey, I love it. Keep it, keep it G. That's a, that's such a rapper thing to do. Hey, bro, you know what I'm saying? How to do that real quick? She you. knows who she is. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, at this stage in our life, I think we just gotta keep it. We we gotta keep it low key, you know? Yes. Because it gets it gets hectic. It does, man. With social media, with all that kind of shit. I love girls so much, bro. It's crazy. Yesterday, my day was ruined because I didn't kick it with. With my girl. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> nah, I feel you, bro. With the it's... girl, with the with my girl that I wanted to kick it with, though. I feel you. There's there's just certain girls sometimes like you can kick it with the girl and you'll just be waiting for that time to come where they're like, All right, when are you gonna go? When are you gonna leave this house? <laughs> you be dealing with some shit, bro. And and the, but then there's <laughs> but then there's some girls that it's like, you know, I love having you around. Why the fuck you? 
why you gotta go now? Oh man, I wish all the, all I wish the, we could live together. All the fellas, all the fellas listening right now, like, you know, there's that girl where when the when the scenery gets quiet in your mind, you're like, damn, I love this girl. Yeah, but you don't say it, uh huh, because that's gonna fuck up the whole game. That's gonna fuck up your whole life. That might fuck up your whole name. You think you, you okay, 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 okay. <laughs> tell me this, tell me this. So say say you got a girl you love, you know, abs with all your heart, girl you love. Do you think getting married too young can fuck that whole thing up? Man, you know, like it's like because we're men are not fully developed uh-huh. till we're twenty five, and even then, I'm not even there yet, and I, I already know I'm not gonna be fully developed when I'm twenty five. You know, our, my brain is still gonna be changing. I'm really trying my to grow. Bra- my brain has changed f- in height. Before twenty five, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> five foot eight. Yeah, damn. Hey, just, hey, dude, you should have seen me before the accident. Y'all, I'm, I'm five six right now. Before the accident, I was five eleven. I, 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 Shut the fuck I, up. No, bruh. Sam knows. I jumped. I jumped. No, I jumped out of an airplane. You know, I parachuted, came down wrong. My knees broke. I had to. I had to get surgery. They had to take bones. My nigga Joey was five eleven on the curb. Bruh, nah. <laughs> They had to take bone from my calf, from my, my calf bone. Yeah. They had to take bone from there, put it on my knee, so that that you know, I lost some inches on that I one. I don't recall. I lost all the pictures because my house burned <laughs> down. You know. Damn. That was before I met you, son. Hey, bro. Real shit. In uh, the Home Wolf fires, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Oh yeah. My shit got hit. What you mean? Me, my mom, and my brother had a house in Hamul. Wait, wait, okay. Where's Hamul? Hamul is a little past. It's like Rancho San Diego. You go into the into the hills. Though. That was the big 2007 fires when... Big, big, yeah. big facts. Okay. Uh, we got hit. Oh. Because I think... I remember 2007. I know there was one in two... There's big fires in like, oh... I want to say oh four. Something like that. Oh seven. I was 13. Might have been oh eight. Might have been oh eight. But okay, so anyways. Um, we got evacuated and it's the seventh. And we got our house got hit. Like not the whole house. The whole house didn't burn down. The back of the house got burnt. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And then like we were just getting hit, bro, like tested big time. Mom's had money. She ended up losing the house in Mount Helix. <clears throat> And then... 2003 fires, yeah. What about after that? 2007. 2007. Okay, that so was the 2003 okay. fire. I remember seeing the 2003, 2003 fires. So and we, then we lost so our 2007. house. We lost our house in Mount mm-hmm. Helix. Moved to a house in Hamul. The fires hit like a year later, bro. Mm-hmm. Lost that house. And then... I don't want to make it a boo-hoo story, but niggas was sleeping I mean, bro. under the stairs after that. You know what really? I'm saying? Like, like Harry Potter type shit. Not in a lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> nah, remember Harry Potter was living under the stairs in his the Uncle Dudley's house and shit. Uncle Dudley, remember you know he's getting mail through his little thing. He's living under the stairs. Was that that wasn't the lighthouse? Well, he lived in the lighthouse for like a night, but like oh. when he went to the uncle's house, Uncle Dudley. I gotta watch that. You movie. ain't never seen Harry Potter. I gotta watch uh, that shit again. <laughs> that, look, bro, little fag. Look, I'm a Harry Potter head. Harry bro. Potter or Boys in the Hood. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas didn't know about no magic. Why can't you be both of them, man? 
I know boys in the hood and I'm a wizard, son. Just kidding. That wasn't even the same year. I'm over here tripping. <laughs> Anyways, he was he was sleeping under stairs. Oh, sleeping under stairs. Like apartment stairs outside or like I was inside. Uh-huh. Um my mom, her grandma took us in. My mom got the room, the last avail- available room. There's a it's a yeah. four room house. And me and my brother shared a blow up bed underneath the stairway in the Shit. house. Because all of them it was like a if you put one section eight housing and you crumble it up, mm. you got my house in Mira Mesa. Wow. Mm. That's how it was. There was hella niggas in there. There was heads in there. Yeah. And we were sleeping under the stairs, bro. Like our closet was the top stair. We we'd hang up all of our um jackets, pants on the stairs. Like every three stair where it fit. And we were underneath the stair. And uh we shared a a blow up bed because we lost everything, bro. Everything. And mom's house just got closed, foreclosed. So it was like, nigga, we were in the struggle, bro. We went from like eating really good. Mom was making French toast every morning uh-huh. to, damn, we got to sign up for this school, the school eating program, you know, breakfast, lunch. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized as a kid, that's, I feel like that's when I can look back the deepest to see where my conscience came from. Like, wow, I was going to school. We were going to the school low-key in the suburbs, low-key not, because the buses just started shipping in the Bloods and the Crips yeah. to uh, Pershing. And uh, that was the time where I was like, bro, I was going over to my bro's house like, fuck, you got a room? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got a room, bro? Like when you're You could sup- look out the window when Damn. you wake up? Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't like... To even have a room... You're like, wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had my own space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's what happened in those fires. And then I moved away. To Indiana, yeah? To Indiana. Okay. Um, me and my moms and my brother got into some shit. Not into some shit like we were doing some some weird shit. No. Nah, yeah. Like some bad shit. But like we got into a fight, like a, a argument, a fight. Uh, me and my brother ended up getting in a fight. Moms got in an argument. And my pops, I called my pops like, can you come get me? It was on Mother's Day. And uh, they left. My pops came and got me and was like, do you want to move to Indiana with me? And I was like, yep. (laughs) You know, out of anger, like, yeah. And uh, that was the day my fate was made. I left Indiana. Shout out to Newcastle, Indiana. Nigga was balling out there, broke records. I've seen, I've seen the videos. <laughs> you was on a sick one. You, uh, what's uh the dude from Louisville, the quarterback Lamar Miller? You look like that dude out there. Hey, don't let him play you. Joey was on a sick one too. I mean, he oh, was on a oh, sick Lamar, one. Lamar Miller, that's the that's the Texans running back. Lamar Jackson, yeah, good looks, okay. good looks. Josh coming through with the facts. With the facts, yeah, Lamar Jackson. But nah, Joey was on a sick one. Joey Estrada. On a sick one, yes. I said his government. Yes, he was on a sick one. Look up them highlights. Tell that nigga to get back on the field. <laughs> nah, bro. But here's the thing. You got you got speed. And in high school, you, dude, and I, I don't want to say in high school, at any level, speed kills. Mm-hmm. What was your 40? Like 4-4? Four, 4-3-8. Four, four? Four, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you running linebacker speed with... Uh, <laughs> Who's the, who's, the, who's the dude that ran the 4 8, the he, linebacker he got with one, one hand? Arm. We got one hand. Shaquille. Sha- Shaquille. That's crazy. 
The dude, yeah, the linebacker who ran a, f- a four three eight. That's so impressive. Oh, he ran that too. What is it? Shaquem Griffin. Shaquem. Shaquem Griffin, bro. He ran a four three eight. Wow. And he has one arm or one hand, and this dude is nasty, nasty. bro. That's crazy. A linebacker. Four three eight at linebacker. You, I, I think he's like two forty. Not trying to get hit by that guy. <sighs> Never. I can take it. If I'm a quarterback throwing his way, though, I'm like, ah, man, I can, ah. Make, I can make a little mistake. <laughs> You're cold. <laughs> I'm cold. You're cold for that. <laughs> Talk Nation, bitch. Uh, <laughs> Talk Nation. Shout out Talk Nation. Nah, but, dude, yeah, that's crazy. So, you so you was in, in, in Indiana, mm-hmm. balling. Balling. And uh, you were there for, so you got there your freshman year? Sophomore year. Sophomore year. I got there in the... The summer of my freshman going into my sophomore. Okay. Started playing, uh, started going into the football things. Uh, did my thing there. This is the part where the beat breaks down. I was 17 years old. I talked about being expelled earlier. And uh, I was having a bad day. I was sick. And it was track season. And I was known to run the track. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was I wasn't feeling good. I wasn't feeling like I could participate. At lunchtime, my boy came to the table, and he was like, he had these pills. I didn't know what the fuck it was. <clears throat> it was destined though because I didn't even ask. Uh, he had these pills and was like, take these pills, Marcus, and you about to break records tonight at this track meet. You about to break the hundred record. I was thinking like, man, I don't feel good, you know. All these thoughts going through a seventeen-year-old head. Young I was buck. like, for sure. Let me peep. I took three. Boom, boom, boom. He said, "Take these other three. Well, whatever. Take three. Boop, boop, boop. Hey, and fuck high schools for not letting us know about overdosing and shit before the time we get to our our junior year. That's crazy. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about the shit that's nasty. Nah, not one bit. That's fake." And that's what we do at, at Youth Build Charter School. So if you're 16 through 24 and you need a high school diploma, hit me up, man. Yeah, drop out right now. Right now. Drop out of your high school right now. And come, come on. To Heartland Youth Build. Text Youth Build at 31996. All my young cats at Escondido <laughs> High School, drop out. Drop out. Just bounce, yeah. nigga. Southside San Diego. Fuck that high school shit. Y'all don't need that. But I took six pills, bro. Six pills. What were they? They were um, Adderall. Adderall. I can't believe. So you that, little bro. motherfuckers out there popping Adderall like it's Skittles. Get a grip. Tie your shoes. Um, so six, you six, took six Adderall pills. I've taken. Listen to this. I took one Adderall pill one uh-huh. time. It was a thirty, uh-huh. and I had I had to do. Uh, I was going on a cruise the next day. Yeah, and I took it at ten a.m. And I had to do some homework before I went on the cruise or else, you know, I couldn't go. So I did all my homework, was at Barnes & Noble from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., did all my homework, mm. got it done. Tried to go to sleep that night, fucking tossing, and turning, and bro. I went to bed at probably like 10 because I had to be up at 5. Mm. So I was tossing, and turning, tossing, and turning. The hours are just going by 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1, 2, 3. And I was like, fuck it, I'm up, fuck yeah. it. Can't go to sleep, bro. That shit was crack. That shit was crack, <laughs> son. You can't eat. So I was, you know, Can't I just shit. I went up, I went upstairs, started watching TV. I didn't sleep until the next day at I think it was no, it was the the very next morning mm-hmm. at 
2 2 a.m. So I I I was I was awake for a full like 30 36 hours something like that. That is brazy, son. So that's that's <laughs> off of one Adderall, 130. You took 6. You took 6 Adderalls. 6 period rolls around. My heart's thumping. I'm in I'm in a geometry. I'm not good at geometry. But nigga, I'll tell you what. I was nasty in geometry, boy. That one I forgot day? my teacher's name, but she was kind of bad. She was the uh, she was the cross country female teacher. Ooh la so, la, she was well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. thick on So yeah. I was like, you know what I mean? I'm about to do my geometry uh-huh. right now. Finish it up. Uh 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 uh. What's happening? Uh 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 uh. And then the bell rang, and I was like, all right, for sure, I'm gonna go to seven period. I'm feeling good, bro. I'm feeling really good at this time, you know. I'm feeling like I could run the world. I get to seventh period. I sit down in Mr. Baker's class. Shout out Mr. Baker. He probably doesn't work there no more, but he was my business teacher. He's super cool. He loved my my uh. He used to come to every game. He used to come every track, and he'd be like, "Number four, that was me." But um, <clears throat> I get in there and I'm like, my shit is fluttering, going cr- ballistic. Yeah. I raise my hand like, "Hey, Mr. Baker." Uh, I don't feel good. I think I got to throw up. He's like, all right. I know today is the track meet, the first home track meet, so you can go, you can leave the bath, you can leave and go to the bathroom whenever you want. I was like, all right, for sure. I got up. Boom. Went to the bathroom, tried to throw up. Couldn't do it. Splashed some water on my face. All right. Went back into class, sitting there. Went to the bathroom. He let me leave. Bro, I did that like maybe four times. By the fourth time, I was running around inside of the school. So my, my heart rate commit could could feel the same. Yeah. That's how it was going, you know, my adrenaline. And uh bell rings. We get to the field house. My brother Kevon was there. He's my age. I'm like, bro, my shit's going crazy. He was like, You straight? I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Maybe like two minutes later I fall down. Boom. I just fall down. And uh brother's like, You straight, bro? I'm like, nigga, I'm about to die. Call your mom real quick. I gotta go to the hospital. I didn't want to go to. I didn't want him to call. I didn't want them to call the ambulance because that's money. We don't got money like that. Of course. Uh, Lisa and like any any time you're that young, like yeah. Amb- nah, 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 nah. Not nah, the ambulance. Nah. That's gonna be nothing a scene. with the law. Nothing that's with the law. You're like, nah, fuck that. So like, Lisa comes pick us up. Luckily, she's off work. If she, usually she's not off work, she wouldn't have picked up. I would have been like, no, nah, I'm cool. Probably would have died there. She comes, picks me up. I black out, boom. I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. I wake up, bro. I got big ass needles in my in my my arms. Big ass needles, IVs in my arms. I got the breathalyzer on me. I look up, and they had just brought up the little, what's the little thing called? The the shockers that yeah, that, that, like that bring they, you back. Yeah, bring you back to life. They're holding it, and they're like, "He's up, he's up." They're screaming. There's like three of them around me. He's up, he's up. Do you remember that moment? I remember that moment, bro. And I was just like, remember waking up from blackness, like all the lights. It's like a movie, bro. Like the movies that they do, they do that shit spot on. I woke up like breathing hard, you know, heart's going crazy. Uh-huh. He's up, he's up, he's up, he's up. Sit him up. My bed goes up a little bit. I'm breathing so my lungs can get air or whatever. <clears throat> They're like, how many did you take? I was sitting there lying like a motherfucker, bro. I was like, I took three. And then like That's what kids do. That's what kids <laughs> so they do. Ended up, they ended up getting whatever was it what it whatever it was out of me. 
the doctor comes in like, man, if you would have taken four, you would have died. And I'm, like, I'm sitting there like, bitch, I took six. I took six. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so long story short, man, think before you act. I don't care how old you are. Think before you act because that shit is not cool. I don't like, I don't like taking pills no more. I don't like taking Advil. I don't like taking Tylenol. I don't like taking Motrin because that shit, I don't know. It's just traumatizing. I mean, Anything that shit's all bad for body. you. Yeah. You're not supposed to take that CBD, shit. cannabinoid oil. It uh, yeah, it all kind of all goes back to that. You should re- that it's natural. Mm-hmm. Is is you know good for you. There's so much things that that weed can do for you. Mm-hmm. And God damn, I can't believe you almost killed yourself, motherfucker. Man, right? I'm just thinking, what like what would a life be if I would have never met you? Like that's a trip. That's really a trip to think about because you're going to be one of the best men at my wedding. I'm, I'm going to let you know that hey. right now. You know? And Joey keeps trying to give me knuckles. I don't do that it's shit. A, it's an Escondido <laughs> thing. And I'm just... I always, I, fuck you. <laughs> You've been doing that shit, bro. I'll be I'll leaving stay, him I'll hanging. Stay, I'll stay doing that shit. I'll, I'll itch I'm, my I'm, eyebrow before I give him knuckles. I'll knuck myself. But nah, like, bro, you're you, you going to be a best man oh, yeah. at my fucking wedding. And like... if. I, I I can't even imagine it. You know, it's like it's losing a best friend. That's mm. it's a trip, or never even meeting a best friend. Mm. It's weird. It's really weird to think about. But, and it's it's a trip because like a lot of people, you it wasn't you was you wasn't even doing it because you was depressed or something I was like that. To kill myself it's or just nah. It, it just kind of almost happened. And bro, pills and nothing, nothing to fuck with, man. And. I went to the CBD convention, uh-huh. and this lady was talking about she got 90 pills a month that she was supposed to be taking for something that's happening with the body. And then she said, that's 700 pills a year. She was supposed to take 700 pills a year. Uh-huh. 700. Can you guys count how many pills you took this year? Shit. I can't. Unless they vitamins. <laughs> Let's say vitamins, bro. She's taking this for her health, and you know everything they say is for your health. It's a, yeah, it's a mm-hmm. weird thing. Like that industry is makes so much money. Mm-hmm. I wish, uh, hey Josh, hop on that computer real quick. See how much uh, how much the pill industry makes a year. The the pharmaceutical com- the companies, how much they make a year? Because that is cr- it's billions, bro, billions a year. And they billions. just and it's crazy because they you know they will go to the doctors. And they will, they will, it's, they they advertise that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll give you this mu- this amount of money if you you know tell my, tell your clients to take this. Mm-hmm. It's fucking crazy. When a lot of times, all you need, like the one that trips me out, and I was just reading on this the other day, is ADHD. Mm. Did you know that was a made up that 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 was a made up disease? Wow! By adver- by advertisers. Tell me what's cracking. That was a made-up disease by advertisers so that they could sell their pills. And it's a trip because, dude, every... 16 billion? 16 billion by the pill company, y'all. 116 billion. Oh, my God. You can't count to a million. 116 billion dollars a year. You can't count to a million. I'll bet you that. 116 billion. (laughs) I can't... And you wonder why weed is not legal. Because if weed was legal... That number would be so small. 
I mean, it would still be large, but in comparison to 116 billion, we could cure a lot of that shit. But as I was saying with the ADHD, it's like, dude, a lot of these kids that a lot of a lot of parents will put their kids on AD, on these ADHD pills because their their kid, you know, has a little bit too much energy. Mm. And it's like it's a fucking it's a you're it's a kid. It's a 5-year-old, 6-year-old kid. He's going to be running around doing all this crazy shit. Fucking put him in some sports, dog. Get him out running. Have him play football, have him play baseball, soccer, whatever mm. it is, let him run that shit off. And bro, what's the crazy part, bro? Is like a lot of the ADHD, ADD kids come from the era of the 80s and the 90s. So that means if you're listening to this, this comes from our generation, 80s and 90s. I'm a 94 baby. And listen to this. We are growing up in a society where all these rappers, all these people are doing these drugs. And right now, Zannies, we got Lean, Codeine. What is our what is our children gonna be fucked up with? Because our parents they had that crack academic epidemic, and they had weed. You know, nineties was big with weed. Of course. And then you got now you got Zannies. We got shit that's brand new. We got the Percocets, Vicodin. What is our kids? So think about it. What is our kids gonna be like because of what we chose to do? At this age right now. And think about how you want your children to act. How you want your children's children to act. How you want genetical. You want genetic things passed down to your children. We got to think about this type of shit now. Because we're at that age where it's like. I wake up every morning like. Nigga I don't mind having a kid. If I had a kid. I see my older brother like. Man that's awesome having a family. I know a lot of people wake up like that every day. And like. Imagine what it's like. Because we fucked off our youth doing things that we shouldn't be doing for our fun. That's selfish. Very selfish. Insensitive selfish. And here I am preaching again. But I'm just saying, man. Well, nah. It's real shit, though. You know, because it's like, if you're fucking off Mm -hmm. doing, you know, meth, doing coke, heroin, all that shit. And we could take take it to weed. We just straight. We just straight. I feel cool. My parents were smoking weed. Maybe I don't feel straight, but like we got kids jumping from weed to cocaine like that. You know what I'm saying? We got cocaine jumping to meth like that. Meth going to heroin because these highs are not going to be there all the time. You just want to look for that that next high. Next high. And then even alcoholism. I'm not going to lie, bro. I got three empty beers sitting here right now. Yeah, I think <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's crazy because this is accepted. Mm-hmm. You know, the parents could walk in here and be like, "Oh, just got some beers going. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Everything's chilling." But then they see you know three lines racked up. Damn. What the fuck are you doing in here? Hell, who the fuck you is know? this? Yeah, and it's 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 weird how the how alcohol is legal compared to everything else, you know? Mm-hmm. You got three joints in here, parents will come in looking a little Tripping. bit different. Like, they might not trip nowadays, 2018, but it's like, eh, you got a little bit of weed mm-hmm. in here. They're altering their brains. What, yeah. are you, what are you doing? 
doing? You know? I, I Hey, man, it's crazy because I got students that are like 16 talking about. And like, I'm not going to tell on my students, bro. Like, I'm not going to be that guy. That's That's the role that I play. I play that like, you want to smoke? You trying to smoke for the rest of your life? You're in charge of your fate. <clears throat> it's got to be but real like, with them. They're 16, you know what I'm saying? And I was 16. I wasn't smoking every day. I wasn't blown out. And I hate sound like this, but I feel like I'm pointing fingers. But, I mean, if it's better for the youth, bro, like we, like you said earlier, until we're 25, we're not de- done developing. So that means our brain is getting altered. And I smoke and drink. So, I mean, whatever that means to you, I don't care. But for these 16-year-old kids that just hit puberty two years ago, that's fucking them up, bro. It is fucking them up. Oh, yeah. It's it's fucking with your neurotransmitters. But and I, like, I'd hate to talk about negativity so much. Did you watch Black Panther? I haven't yet. Oh, nigga. I, I know. Oh, let's go after this. I'm down. No, like I need to see this movie. Oh, that I shit! Fucking is crazy, need to bro. see this movie. I've I've heard nothing but good things, and it broke records. Seven hundred million dollars in the first was it weekend or like yes. week? Holy shit! Man, hey, all I gotta say is without without uh, messing up the whole movie for you is Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Damn. Damn. That's it. That's all I want to what say you about mean, Black son? Panther. That's it. That's it, bro. That's it. Y'all oh, know what I'm talking about. I saw I saw Michael B. Jordan on that bitch. Yoked. And Yoki, bro. <laughs> but I was, have you ever, did you ever see that Fruitvale Station movie that he was in? Yeah. Yo. Yo. I watched that shit for the first time. Oh my God. Great. This guy is a fucking great actor. Shout out to Oakland, California. Oh, dude, Shout he plays that he plays that role so well. Fuck you, Raiders. <laughs> fuck the Raiders. Uh, fuck y'all. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, bitch ass. Oh, shit. Hey, shout out to Oakland, California. <clears throat> bitch Wait, ass. You, you, move in, you move into Vegas, son. <laughs> the Raiders are moving to Vegas, so I don't even know why you, why, you, why you talking like that. We could talk about sports. I don't know. Fuck yeah, you. we don't got to, Fuck though. you. I don't want to talk about <laughs> The Raiders are trash. Come on, bro. The Raiders is boo-boo, son. Just losing records. Exactly. You got to suck. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> nah, Fruitvale Station, though, he played great. a great role, dog. Mm-hmm. And, like, I really get... I mean, I, I, you know, I've seen Michael B. Jordan and, and Creed and all that. Chronicle. Shit. Chronicle. And yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. But he played that role so well. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. I gained a, Am diff- I gonna have a different to be waiting outside for you, bruh. Yeah. Bruh. And I, I think that was a good movie because it was like, it showed the real mm. in people, you know? Yeah. Like, he did dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oscar Grant. I think his name was Oscar Grant. Yep. Yeah. And. Uh, on that. Yeah, his name was Oscar Grant, and he played he played nuts. that he played that role really well because it's like you know he was selling drugs. Yeah, it wasn't trying to hide shit. Had a daughter. He, had he a had girl. a daughter, and it's like you know, dude was just trying to change his life around. Mm-hmm. He did really well, like like all of us, you know, all of us, you know, like I'm people still trying to change our lives around. I'm still trying to change my life around, but it's just the wrong situation, the wrong time, the wrong people. 
It happens. Mm-hmm. But all that didn't have to happen. All that did not have to happen. Man, you know, uh, that movie right there will have me crying. I almost Tears cried. Tears of hatred. All that, bro. It's crazy. Um, he did great. He did great. And he brought awareness to the whole situation. And I honor him for that. You know what I'm saying? He did great. And he's become one of my favorite actors because of it. Not like Will Smith. Shout out to Will Smith. You know you know who also had a really good scene that I'll forever just be like, oh my God, I've, I've felt this emotion, exactly what he's what he's doing right now, is Cuba Gooding Jr. in Boys in the Hood. Oh, yeah. Remember when he, he gets harassed by the, uh, by the cop, mm-hmm. comes home to his girl, and he's, he's just swinging. He's just swinging. Fuck, man. Shit. Fuck. But it's re- all real emotion. Mm. And that that's that's such a powerful scene. You know who even did it better? Huh? Sean Wayne's in Don't Be a Menace. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that coming. That boy, no, he was knocking out little kids left and right, boy. That, Damn. I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. That is who I am, y'all. I am known to make jokes when the when the mood is not for a joke. Just just when you think it's this serious. Surprise, bitch. Surprise, motherfucker. What is that from? Super size, motherfucker. <laughs> Super size, motherfucker. Small fries, motherfucker. Uh, I think it's Marlon Wayans. He just came out with a stand-up. Yeah, it was pretty special. good. Yeah, pretty good. I liked it. I didn't finish it. Dude, comedy. You ever go and see any stand-ups? It, that's one of my you? favorite things to do. You've done it? Do I've never done a stand-up. No, I mean, have you you've gone to see one? Yeah, I, I go cool. to the, there's this place in La Jolla called, called the Comedy Store. And you can just see, uh, it's it's amateur. And I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, you just walk up and do comedy. Mm-hmm. Like these guys are actually putting in work and doing their, you know, okay, putting their ends. So, I'm going to ask you some questions. What's that? Best stand-up comedy. Don't go to the 90s. You don't got to go there. Okay. So you're talking lately? Um, I think the, I think of recent, I'm going to give you a couple answers. So I think of recent, obviously Kevin Hart is the biggest mm-hmm. stand-up phenomenon. He might even be of all time at this point. Yeah. You know, of our generation, easy. He's pretty he's, fucking he's, funny. He's, he's far ahead of the competition as far as stand-up. Do you think... That you're taller than him. <laughs> yes. All right, my 100%. bad. Okay, go ahead. 100%. My bad. My bad. Bruh's five five, son. I got a solid. Hey, I, I got a solid. Bro. I got a solid inch and a half on this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Stop throwing them daps. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Kevin Hart. I'm taller than that bitch. Put me in the movie with him. You'll see. Oh, uh, shit. My bad. But nah, I, like Kevin Hart is the biggest. <laughs> Kevin Hart is he's like the biggest, but he's the, he's the shortest, but the yeah. biggest. Okay, um, pretty yoked. He's yoky, bro. Mm-hmm. Especially now, he be running. He's pretty yoked. Hey, y'all, Joey is yoked, y'all. Don't get it twisted. I wear jackets a lot, so you can't even tell. That watch you know on saying? his left hand is is big. It's he heavy. Pick it know? up. I'm doing curls every day. <laughs> I think one of one of I think one of my fun uh, one of my favorite is Joe Rogan. I think he's fucking hilarious. Oh, he's pretty dope. He, I don't know if you've ever seen his, if you've seen his latest. It's called Triggered. He's coming out with another one in this. The, this how eight. late? How late? Is it that? was 2016. Cause I'm about to 
Wake up in the morning, think about money, kick my feet up, watch me a comedy, bro. And get some weed. Up. Yeah, <laughs> watch that one, bro. It's it's trippy because he's okay. a, he's super psychedelic dude. He, yeah, he's you know, funny. He, I've he seen smokes it. I've seen a lot. Like you'd fuck with it. Mm-hmm. But um, so his is very funny. I don't know if you've ever heard of Chris D'Elia. He's got some funny shit, bro. And I think Netflix. Netflix is oh, really. Oh, they got it cracking. Well, Netflix is upped. Stand up comedy, big back. time. Like stand up comedy has blown up ever since Netflix came in because they're giving out hour specials like no other. You know what I'm saying? And so that's really why I got into going to the comedy store and watching the, all these you mm-hmm. know stand ups is because I've been seeing it all over Netflix, I've which is great it. for because dude, someone who can make you laugh, it's great. Just it's genuinely joyful. laugh, it's joyful. How many people go out and do that? You know, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of people probably haven't done it. It's a good idea, bro. Have you seen D Ray Davis shit? D Ray Davis, I have not seen it, but I heard oh. from a couple coworkers about it, and I heard Man. it's comical. He is so funny. That guy. I can't wait to see it. I would. I would um, try to do some. I would try to uh, mimic what he did, but he did it he did his thing yeah he's nasty i think i could mimic kevin hart just to be doing short jokes short jokes and shit okay so you know the other day yeah i be trying to get taller you know what i'm saying because Uh when i lost my height when i was when i was younger from my accident i be trying to get it back sometimes so you know the pull-up bars that you put on the door and this true story dog true story the pull-up bars that you put on on your doorway i be hanging from that bitch Mm-hmm. Trying to get taller, I'll be I'll be sitting there thirty or like just hanging there for thirty minutes. My mom's like, "Joe, you you come down and eat your dinner." Mom, I'm trying to get taller. You better wake the fuck up. And I'll be just be hanging there, hanging, son, straight up. And then I go downstairs. I can't even finish the story from there because I don't know where it goes. But you how know. many minutes do you <laughs> hang there? Thirty minutes. Are those minutes shorter than real minutes? Shorter <laughs> by two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Stop throwing the dab at me, bro. I can't, bro. It's That's ingrained. Bad, it's bro. ingrained in my you head. You should know by now. I don't know. <laughs> it's in my. It's in my All blood. Right, what is your favorite dinosaur? <clears throat> Velociraptor. Ah, the table's done turning. He told me, he took my motherfucking <laughs> raptor, bro. What's your favorite dinosaur? It's a Velociraptor. You can't say the same motherfucking thing. It's a Spinosaurus Rex because you know why. Because a Spinosaurus Rex, his arms are three times longer than a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Okay. So when they fight Tyrannosaurus Rex, yeah. T-Rex, a.k.a., they be throwing hands, bruh. And their hands are big. So he be clocking a T-Rex. And a T-Rex's snap isn't like a, like a great white shark's. It's like a regular ass dog bite. So when a Spinosaurus Rex throws those hands, it's knockout power. Bow, bow, nigga. Ooh. And they can swim, too. They swim, too. I fuck with them. They do swim. Yeah. Second favorite. We were talking We were talking to uh, Sam about that. Shout out, Sam. Yeah. Okay. Here's, <laughs> here, okay. I want to... I've thought about this before. Mm-hmm. Humans are pretty... We're pretty, like, flexible as far as what we can do. Mm-hmm. You know, we're stronger than than we think. What types of animals do you think you could fuck up? If I put if I if I put you in a room, this size room, mm-hmm. with a wolf. Hell nah. Not a fully grown wolf. A teen. Baby wolf. He's a teen. Oh, he's a baby? Like a medium sized dog, but a wolf. I'm just afraid 70 of 70 pounds. Oof. 
I'm afraid of a wolf because they're not slow. Oh, fuck you know what no. I'm saying? And if you're talking like right now, are you talking about like in my best, like... Just your best shape, whatever. If I'm in my best shape, bro, I'm knocking a wolf out. Now. What about a, what about a full grown? Your best shape. They're fast. I feel like he'll bite me and get one of my arteries. Oh, duh. How how Sam? How strong is a the bite of a wolf? Because that's got to be fucking crazy. Now, what I don't get is why people are afraid of kangaroos, bro. Because they look yoked. I'll beat the fuck out of a kangaroo. You're fucking crazy. You're psycho, dog. Bro, we'll go to Australia. Four hundred pounds to twelve hundred pounds of pressure. Four hundred pounds to twelve hundred pounds of pressure for a wolf. A wolf. How fast is his bite? I probably you probably can't find. What that. you mean? How fast is his bite, bro? <laughs> not as fast as this. Ow! Not as fast as this jab, bro. Yes, it is, son. I'm telling you, bro. Hey, you know what? I don't want to fuck with no wolf. But I honestly think that when people get in boxing rings with kangaroos, it's the people that don't have hands. Like you never seen Money Mayweather get into a ring with the kangaroo. So you're you're saying that this kangaroo, it, it like it can't knock you out. If bro, he gets up on this- his tail. Exactly. This me. thing will fucking kick then the shit. Then he's gonna break my ribs, bro. It'll break your heart, son. Like your heart will stop immediately if he gets you in the chest. But if bruh's just trying to box with me, no, <laughs> that's his whole thing. Is he's gonna fucking kick you, dog? I'll dodge it. Give him an uppercut. You're tripping. He'll be hurt. He'll be mad. He'll be still trying to fight. I'm not gonna say his heart. He probably got more heart than me. If he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of things that we could fuck like a monkey. I think if I really, really mm-hmm. tried, I think I could fuck a monkey up. I think I would leave there bloody, almost dead, maybe. But I think I could fuck a monkey up. I wouldn't fuck with a monkey. What kind of monkey? A baby monkey. <laughs> Full grown monkey, he's gonna fuck me up. I've I've heard stories about monkeys about them. Like I remember uh I, f- I forget what actor it was, but they were talking about there was a monkey on the set of a TV show, and I think it was a baby monkey too. And the, you know, they they gave the baby monkey to the actor, and the baby monkey kind of just slapped the ba- his back, uh. and he got stunned, like just completely stunned from the power of the monkey. That's fucking wild, and that's a baby, uh, and it's it's muscles like it was. You know, when you hold a baby, it's soft and fluffy. Mm-hmm. He's solid. It's solid as fuck. He does pull-ups. Yeah. Every like day. You t- like Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime, like that kind of muscle. Yoked. Yeah. Now, since we were talking about wolves, I'll beat the fuck out of a fox. I will beat the fuck out of a coyote. I think I would kill the fuck out of a coyote, too. I will kill the fuck. And a raccoon, I wouldn't mess with. Yo. I've had dreams where raccoons fuck me up, and I'm like running from raccoons. Running from rac- one raccoon, like niggas, bro. Well, you've seen some pretty yo- young. You've, you've seen them yoki raccoons, yeah. Can I tell you this story? Tell me. I pull up to my mom's house, bro. I'm in my Chevy Blazer, 1998, and I got my my longboard in the back, right? So I'm like, it's like 12 o'clock, and put my longboard on the floor. I'm like, I'll just skate. But I get out, and this motherfucking raccoon, bro. He's yoked. Brock Lesnar raccoon. Yo, for real? I step out. I'm looking at this little nigga, bro. Like, you know what? I ain't gonna fight him. So I hop back in the car, right? <laughs> I leave my longboard, right? I leave my longboard, Yo. and I'm like, he's gonna move soon. Of course. 
I'm sitting there staring at this raccoon. And bruh is on all fours. But like, not like regular, regular possum raccoon. Just all sitting there all pussy? My nigga is standing there like a blue-nosed pit bull, 157 pounds. He got the curves to his arms and shit. He's got curves in his arms. And I'm like, nigga, he's fucking with them over-the-hedge animals. Oh, He's been eating, bro. Push-ups. So I'm just sitting there. He's just looking at me with his arms bold. I'm like, damn. He wants to catch my fade, nigga. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just sitting there looking at him, bro. I'm just sitting there looking at him. Uh-huh. I called my mom. I was like, I'll see you in a little bit. I'm, I've been here for like 15 <laughs> minutes. You know, like this raccoon is sitting here looking at me. Tell me why. My longboard is there, right? Yeah. I was about to just turn my car on and scare him. He pushes my longboard. He walks up to my <laughs> longboard, pushes it underneath my 1998 Chevy Blazer. No, I'm, I'm not about to roll over my longboard. He said, where the fuck you going? Yeah. So I was like, oh, this nigga's tripping, bro. So I turned the car and honk. It's like 12, 15, 12, 16. Yeah. This nigga looks at me, starts trotting off. But he trots off to the way that my mom's house is. Into nah, the darkness. Stop it. So I was like, bro, he's a little bitch, bro. Like He's a bitch. He don't want to catch my fade. Like, I don't want to catch his fade, but like. Why would he do that? Why would he run to the dark? He's oh. weird. So like, you know, like maybe like seven minutes pass. You know. You hop out like the whip, yeah? 12, 23. I hop out the whip, grab my longboard, throw it in the car. Boom. Get back in the car. Look around. All right, he's cool. I jump out. Run to the front door. I'm banging on the door. I don't got no keys, nigga. Uh-huh. Banging on the door. <laughs> Mom picks it. She comes open the door. I close the door real quick. Boom. Mom, this raccoon was trying to fight me, bro. I won't nah. fuck with no raccoons after that shit, bro. Fuck Never. all that shit. Never. He was yoked. I believe it, He dog. was doing pull-ups on palm trees. <laughs> <laughs> 47 feet up, nigga. That man was in the pen. Hell. He was in the pen yoked. doing that shit. Bro, you must have been higher than fuck. That was when I wasn't smoking. Oh, you lying like a motherfucker! No, bro. Now. No, I was I was living in Oceanside. It was when I just stopped smoking. Oh too. yeah, okay. Maybe like three months after. Damn. Life. Those animals will scare the fuck out of you. I remember when I was smoking a lot. I was smoking at my pop's house. I walk outside. Turn. I turn on the lights. Like it's probably like eleven thirty p.m. Mm. Turn on the light after the outside. Open up the door, and I see a raccoon like just balancing on the fence. Mm. Balancing? Ba- balancing on the fence. As soon as I walk out, I see him right He's in front in of circus. me. Yeah, and I'm like, he looks at me. I look at him. I'm like, Bleh! I slam the door shut, bro. And like I hear scraping on the on the door uh. to get in the garage. I'm like, oh, fuck no. Fuck no. And I know there's a hole that like, because my cat gets in, like, because it's an outside <laughs> cat most of the day. So that the cat will come in yeah. through there. And I saw it trying to get in through that little hole that my cat gets in through. Bruh. It wasn't yoke, but it was fat, uh-huh. and I knew it had a punch to it. Oh yeah, I knew it had. They a got s- that. Yeah, mm. and so I was like, "Fuck that!" I ran inside. I ran inside the. Uh, I ran inside my my uh, house. Mm. Next day, I come out. I see hairs all over the shit. He was searching, bro. He was searching around my garage looking for me. Them, them, bro, they smart, bro. Bruh. They smart as fuck. They be looking. They Bruh. be searching. They, bro, they want the action. They want the action. They, they do. Possums, too. People be talking about possums be playing dead. Never. <laughs> Bro. Possums is with the shit. 
If I put a, a raccoon and a possum in the same cage, and they were males, yoked, it'd be a good fight. I'll put money on something. Like after I see him do some pushups, I think I probably put my money on the raccoon. On the raccoon, Ricky me the too. Raccoon, you know. Because possum low-key some bitches because they, excuse my language, they low-key some punks because they be faking dead. Like, yeah. you're going to play dead? Who the fuck you triggering? I can see you breathing while you're on your back. <laughs> <laughs> this chest going up and down. Up and down. <laughs> Bruh, I, I see your shit. Yeah. All right, fam. We've been on this shit for almost an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. I want to thank you for coming on, bro. Hey, thank you, bro. And, hey, You Got It is coming out followed by Soul 3. You Got It got eight tracks maybe and it's gonna be it's gonna be worth your while it's gonna be 30 minutes worth your while straight up yeah man i hope y'all really take a listen to this man mm-hmm. i'm telling you he caught my ear from the moment i heard the, his first track most dope like this this man is sick with it yeah one of the best rappers and honestly he gonna blow up one day maybe you putting out some videos putting in mm. some more work you mm-hmm. know in time shit will come but you know you're going to be on again. Yes, sir. Love you, brother. Love you, bro. Talk Nation, episode no nine. This where we at. Yes, sir. Thank y'all for listening. Shout out, J-O-E. Yep. Shout out, Sam. Shout out, Josh. Yep. We out here, y'all. Yes, sir. Later. So.